Welcome back, creeps. Hello, y'all. Well, I was <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> so you just had a whirlwind of a stream. Oh, yeah. An emotional roller coaster. It was a session. If there was ever a session, okay, I cried twice. Because this game just gets me in the feels. <laughs> and if you don't cry when you're playing this game, I don't think you're really playing the game. Like, that's just my take. That's my hot take. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all sincerity, it is the only game that has got me crying repeatedly. Like, on, like, it's. It's not unrestrained because I'm not openly sobbing, but I did have to like communicate thoughts through the tears because I can't like the thoughts are racing. All right. Yeah. Like and the story is like really deep. too. It is because like the, the more the story is developing, the more it makes you think of what if these spirits are not actually they're in limbo with you because it, I don't know, like to me, it's highly unlikely that these spirits happen to be in limbo at the same time that she's in limbo. It seems unlikely. So I think that these spirits are just manifestations of her imagination. This is just her trying to process these, these memories that she had right Bef like in a phase in her life right before she herself passed away and this is her processing every single memory individually with in with with each individual does that make sense yeah so if i'm not wrong by the way i'm adam and this is dulce for oh those yeah of you who are new. <laughs> and this is like we're not gonna and we're talking about spirit fair yeah we're not gonna speak about this too long but dulce literally just finished the stream this minute um, she streams on Twitch. It's a relatively new thing, and she's playing this game called Spirit Fair. If you're interested, check it out. She'll also be posting the videos on her YouTube, which I'll link below. It's Dulce's Recreations. Yeah, if you if you want to follow the stream and the storyline, just go to Twitch. It's all there, and oh, it's it not is all there. Still? It's it's all there. Okay, and it's not boring. Okay. Yeah, just, it, just... it's a really nice game that she's playing right now, but. Would I be wrong in saying it's almost like Limbo is the shower at the end and she's just going through all like what she could have done, what she should have done? Kind of. I think so. I think so, because if that is true, if if that is what she's doing, then it would make sense with the whole uh, purpose of her purpose in the game. It's outlined that her purpose is to help fulfill the last request of these spirits before she helps them pass on but i think it's just her processing each individual experience with each individual that she met in that her she met living life and these convert because when she puts the when she places the spirits on her boat and they in she has a separate boat that she rows herself to take them to the ever door which is supposed to be like a portal for them to continue to pass on on their own they communicate to you that they're ready to go there to pass on to the next phase right right and so when she's on this boat as she's rowing 
she's having the final conversation that she will ever have with him. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> but I theorize that these conversations that she's had, they are they're her last conversations that she's had. Like in real life. In real life. Before she herself died. And she's replaying them. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. <laughs> I'm just laughing at those say when she cries in the chair. But no, it actually is. I've watched the stream, obviously, and like before that, I was just watching Dulce playing in real life. Uh, and it is. It's a delightful game. It's it's lovely. It's really visually, cute. Yeah, visually, it, it's like lovely. That's I keep telling everybody. It's, it's not something that I would have picked game. up ever. But now that Dulce is playing it, I'm really glad that I've got to watch it. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. For those of you who are new here, because... I mean, we really should do this at the start of every episode, but I forget every week. I'm Adam. This is Dulce. And we're here to tell you scary stories, basically. Occasionally, we'll do like deep dive kind of series where it'll be multi-part episodes based on whichever, like, basically, if I find a good book with a decent story, I'll try and tell the entire story to you. And uh, yeah, today's not going to be that deep. Today's a nice little fun one, I feel like. This is one that I've been sitting on. Well, a topic that I've been thinking about covering for a while. And it's delightful. Um, but first, you're going to give us a tarot reading. Oh, say. yeah. Yes, I am. So our tarot card of the day is Seven of Pentacles. Today's message is today. Pay attention to the feedback you're getting. Whether it's a work project, a new health plan, or a financial investment, look objectively at what's working well and what could use adjustment. Don't let perceived failure get you down. Instead, learn from your errors, make the necessary changes, and carry on. Well, yeah. that sounds like sage advice. Yeah. I don't understand that saying, but... I sage. feel like it applies here. <laughs> yeah. Sage advice. I think I'm sage means wise. Ah. Yeah. Sounds like something an accountant would tell me if I had one. <laughs> right. So this week we're going to be talking about the ancient Ram Inn. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not a euphemism. And it's also not the ancient Raman. That's I what have. I thought you <laughs> said when you'd mentioned it. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the ancient Ram Inn pub in like is that the place with the hole in the ground yeah oh that's the one and that's the episode all right <laughs> <laughs> it's got a hole in the ground <laughs> no so real quick my sources this week are not the most uh trustworthy of sources but wikipedia chrishowley.com donkeyjunk.com hauntedrooms.co.uk and travelawaits.com because this is a travel episode. <laughs> oh, does it have Yelp reviews? Uh, do you know, fuck, I should have looked for <laughs> Yelp reviews. It's been a long time. But actually, real quick, before we start, I want to give a shout out to I Love Cake on Twitter. So I just randomly went on there today because I was like, went down a little wormhole and ended up on Twitter trying to find like answers for this. And uh I don't remember the last time I was on Twitter, like months and months ago, because our main thing that we use is Instagram. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I Love Cake just mentioned us on Friday to say that she was like setting up her new office and listening to Weekly Creep. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, so I love that. 
Um, and like, what a coincidence. I'm glad that I saw it now and not in eight weeks time or something. The next time I go onto Twitter. So rather than reply on there, I thought I'd shout you out on here. And if you do follow us on Instagram, let us know who you are because, you know, odds are I do know who that was. Yeah. Because we do know pretty much all of our Instagram followers, like the ones who the ones who we interact with on the regular. So anyway, the ancient Ram Inn, located in Watton Underage in Gloucestershire, England. It's almost 900 years old, and it's the oldest building in the entire village of Watton Underage. <laughs> not really that impressive, and it's not even close to being the oldest house in Britain. Yet another rabbit hole I went down. There's like, ah, uh, what's the oldest house in Britain? Yeah, and I, I still haven't found out. One of the ones that won an award was like the most consistently lived in house for. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was built, I think, like nine years before this. Anyway, it is older than the written records of the town itself, but it was initially built to house the laborers and possibly slaves or children or slave children who were building the nearby vicarage or church and everything that goes along with the church in 1145. And according to paranormal investigator Chris Howley, who was one of the main sources I used this week, he had a pretty close relationship to the owner of the ramen. So according to him, it remained a church-owned house until 1350 when it was bought by a Maurice de Bath or Maurice de Bath, who was a landlord and he owned it for 171 years. Whoa. Now, I'm assuming his family inherited it and he was not just a vampire. But either way, <laughs> it changed hands a lot between 1521 and 1820. But from then on, it became a brewery, which was owned and run by different people and operated in various like contexts. Like they would brew stuff there, yeah. but also it would have been a pub selling the stuff that they brewed and okay. people could stay there and eat, eat depending food. on who was running it at the time, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And then in 1968, like that's a really quick 900 year or 800 years of history, yeah. like right there, but there's not too much on it right now. In 1968, John Humphreys purchased it for the handsome sum of 2,600 great British pounds, which in today's money is about 42,000 great British pounds, about 50 odd thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, it's still not that much money. Nope. But. There's houses in Texas that are more expensive than that. There's houses everywhere that are more expensive <laughs> than that. But to be fair, it is definitely a fixer-upper. It's also said to have been built on a pagan burial site dating back 5,000 years and happens to be on a ley line linking it to Stonehenge. Holy cannoli. <laughs> yeah, to add to this, the little rivers or streams on the land had to be diverted in order to build the church itself. And some people think that that may have just messed up the energy of the whole place. In other words, there's like just a myriad of reasons as to why this place should be haunted. Yeah. And I did look up the definition of ley line to try and get an accurate like description of what it is without fumbling all over the place like I am now. <laughs> and according to the Cambridge Dictionary, uh -huh. a ley line is, quote, an imaginary line oh. between some important places such as hills. Uh Believed to be where there were very old paths. Ley lines are sometimes thought to have special powers. Mm. Very passive aggressive stuff from the school whose dictionary nobody even knew existed. 
Oh. And so I checked the real dictionary, <laughs> you know, the Oxford English Dictionary. Right, right. And they said, a supposed straight line connecting three or more prehistoric or ancient sites, sometimes regarded as the line of a former track and associated by some with lines of energy and other paranormal phenomena. So I definitely went with nicer. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, description. So okay. if you didn't know what a ley line was, that's that's it in a nutshell. Anyway, John Humphreys is the fella who was on the episode of Ghost Adventures. Okay. Definitely an eccentric kind of character. I mean, he'd have to be. He bought the place in 1968 and he lived there until he died in 2007, 2017 or 2018. <laughs> okay. Depending on which source you go by. Right on. I do think 2017 is the correct year that he actually passed away. But the whole reason I ended up on Twitter is because when I was trying to find out when he died, I stumbled upon a tweet from Nick Groff of Ghost Adventures fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, also music superstar. Music superstar and paranormal lockdown in later years. On December 12th, 2017, he said on Twitter, quote, just found out John Humphreys, former owner of the ancient Ram Inn, passed away. Hashtag RIP. Interesting. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty interesting use of RIP. Hashtag anything. Like, yeah, <laughs> like not even hashtag ancient Ram Inn or anything. Yeah. But John's time at the inn was absolutely mental. It said that on the very first night he slept in the property, he was pulled from his bed by an unseen force. And from then on, his bedroom was constantly terrorized by a poltergeist that continually banged on his window. One source said that he was actually sleeping over the grave of a mother and child and that he was attacked by a succubus, which is something that I'm pretty sure John talks about on the episode of Ghost Adventures. And in 1997, a group of ghost hunters from Swindon did unearth the bones of a woman and small child. Other sources said... It was actually multiple children, but all while they were looking for a trap door. So it must have been like his bed must have been over where the grave was eventually found. Yeah. And they did start digging. They found evidence of bodies. I'm sure they got like, you know, architecture or archaeologists and police involved at some stage, but they just left it open. I think there's a grate over it currently. And John was like... Let's just leave it. Let's not try and do anything else. But along with skeletons are also possible remnants of, I think, bronze daggers, which could mean it was possibly a ritual site. But there is evidence, regardless, that this is how they were killed, stabbed with the metal fragments that are in there now. Yeah. John kept getting yanked out of bed on a nightly basis until he finally placed a giant wooden crucifix in his bedroom. However, the window banging never ended and in time progressed to almost every room in the house. Initially, he had moved into the house with his wife and daughter, but they both left like pretty quickly. There's no exact timeline, but from the sounds of things, it was like a couple of nights was enough for them. Yeah. But either way, he stayed on and he was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll fix the house up. I'll get it nice looking. And obviously, again, I don't have major in-depth facts for this story. I did wonder, though, like, did John have that weird connection, attraction thing between haunted locations and people? Mm -hmm. You know, like, is this energy, whatever it is, is it drawing him in there? And in drawing it in there, is he also feeding it? And it's just a weird 
like relationship between him and this place or him and this entity. And that wasn't even a reference to the supposed succubus, which, for those who don't know, is a demon or supernatural entity in folklore in female form that appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activities. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's directly from Wikipedia. And Incubus is the male counterpart to this. And some people believe that Incubus, Incubi and Succubi uh-huh. are actually just one in the same, like gender fluid entities that can have intercourse with whoever, whatever they like. Yeah. Although for the most part, the experiences are like terrifying for the people involved. Not for everybody. Some people have had quite pleasant experiences. So I've heard. But that is what they are in a nutshell. Anyway, these strange connections that I was talking about between, like, you know, people and the specific haunted locations that they end up connected with, it's a very real thing. And even, like, down to it from the people that we've seen on episodes of Ghost Adventures, like, yeah, that this place, they are, like, quote-unquote ghost hunters or whatever, but the only place they've ever investigated is the place in their local town where they just keep going back every Saturday night. Okay. And there is supposedly a tunnel from the fireplace of what's known as the men's kitchen, which links the house to the crypts of the nearby church. This isn't the most far-fetched idea, but John said that he didn't want to do any more digging around to find it for fear of upsetting any more dormant spirits. I think activity really kicked up when they found the the remains of the children. and Yeah, that makes sense. Probably mother. There's enough going on at that point. And I think the men's kitchen is where the bar is located because remember this place was a functioning inn until like not that long ago but there are reports of two ghosts seen either side of the bar's fireplace i think that has given more credence to the whole secret tunnel in the fireplace okay and which like in these kind of buildings like underground tunnels was very common back in the day yeah, especially yeah. like monasteries and stuff like that so yeah let me look at what is it edinburgh uh, yeah, the whole place is just the one whole big fucking... tunnel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's the two guys that show up either side of the fireplace and there's also the ghosts of children and the unexplainable crying <laughs> and the unexplainable sound of a crying baby, which, no thank you. And of course they have a blue lady. Everywhere has a blue lady. Of course. Yeah. The ghost of the lady in blue, called Elizabeth, is said to have been murdered here by highwaymen. And according to Chris Howley, Again, from chrishowley.com. John used to proudly show subjects that he had discovered himself within the building as items that would have been used in quote-unquote satanic practices. Of course. Yeah. It's always them pesky Satanists. But then this is where like rumors started around John that he was not as innocent as he seemed. Oh. And people thought that he too had an interest in the occult. Which, I mean, yeah, he bought this fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly he's interested. There in is a, an interest to some degree. Yeah. And he chose to stay there. Right. He was a collector of antiques, which, let's face it, a lot of the time that just means somebody who hoards yeah. old junk. You could and say my dad's in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> collector of antiques. Our garage is a fine collection of antiques. <laughs> but no, so some people... By the sounds of things, the, the whole house was just littered with old junk. I'm sure there was a few gems in there somewhere. But 
people would like say things such as the stuff that's in there is actually arranged in a very specific way that only John knows because it's a ritual kind of situation or like spell casting or something okay. along those lines. Now, I don't know. That's all hearsay. Um, but I'm sure having all of that old stuff in an already active old place didn't do anything to prevent activity mm -hmm. either. One good example of that is he found a painting of a pastor. I can't, I didn't take down the guy's name. Some vicar or pastor that I'm sure was related to the original church or something. He probably found it in a local antique shop. So it made sense that he would buy it and try and hang it up in the house. And he tried to hang it in the stairway, but the inn rebelled. And he heard loud banging on all of the windows, doors that had been closed for years apparently swung open and slammed shut and his daughter's dog was scared to even come close to the stairwell while the painting was there. Mm -hmm. So he took it down pretty quickly, like lesson learned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. In the Mayflower Barn, which was actually only built in the 1800s. And I think it is, it's like a, a lean-to, like it's built onto the building as an extension. So it's more like the Mayflower garage Okay. in my head. John said he had seen strange lights and he was once pinned to the wall while the curtains were ripped open. An 18-year-old ghost hunter claimed that he was thrown to the floor by an unseen presence and a father and son ghost hunting duo team once saw a ghost rising from the floor before they both fled in pure terror also a seven foot tall shadow figure has been seen rushing through the barn and out the door nobody knows who it belongs to oh <laughs> yeah it's just like this random I, I guess it's a more common thing okay like i saw it on a couple of places there was an interview for uh itv i actually don't know what itv stands for but ulster this random fact ulster is the Northern Ireland, that province is Ulster. It okay. includes the UK section of Ireland. And they have UTV, which is the same channel. They just have slightly different scheduling. Anyway, they did an interview with a show on there, like morning television. And the daughter said that that was a fairly common apparition. This gigantic seven foot tall shadow figure. Just um, running around. Just running around, yeah. And also it has been seen just kind of guarding the garage. Okay. So... Who knows? But the staircase actually has a lot of poltergeist, typical poltergeist activity. And I'm not sure if it's the same staircase where the painting was hung or whether there's multiple staircases. I do not know the layout. That It seems to be all over the place. But people have reportedly been pushed down the stairs by unseen hands. And Mike Driscoll from the group UK Paranormal reports to have been shoved down this stairs by invisible forces on no less than three separate occasions. Take the hint, Mike. <laughs> they don't want you here and John also had bought a grandfather clock which is I think at the top of the stairs or at the room at the top of the stairs and this grandfather clock is also said to be haunted like separately to the house he said that a face would appear 
on the clock face from time to time. And the inn is also home to the earliest surviving board for the game, Nine Men's Morris, which is quite literally a board game carved into stone. <laughs> okay. So it's a board game that predates boards. All right. But yeah, it, it's carved in there. And like, I guess people would use it to play it. Like there's a picture of it and stuff. And it's dated all the way back to 1540. Wow. And around the time that this board would have been in use, uh -huh. a woman was burned at the stake for witchcraft. This woman and many others were burned for any old reason under the guise of Christianity. But it is believed that this woman actually took refuge in one of the rooms of the Ram Inn before she was captured and killed. Oh. Yeah. So it's the general belief that this particular woman's spirit still haunts one of the rooms to this day. This room is known as the witch's room. Okay. And in this room, dark shadows are seen moving around and the ghost of a small crippled child has been witnessed by countless people waving from the window. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, so just like regular passers-by on the street will just look up and just see this small, I guess, noticeably crippled child uh -huh. waving out the window. I wonder how the hell they know it's that the kid's crippled. I don't know. Maybe he only has like, <laughs> maybe he's just only got one hand to wave with. I suppose you're right. Something. Yeah. You okay. Know? I mean, like back back then, they used kids as the workforce, so it wouldn't be uncommon to see someone with like a kid with a missing limb or something. I guess, like, yeah, it's, it, probably more common that they would have died because of the missing limb or something. Oh, I suppose you're right. And more recently, the mummified body of a cat has been found. Holy shit! Yeah. People speculate that it was the witch's familiar, while others believe that it was kind of a token to fend off any evil spirits. Mm -hmm. I personally think it might have just been a cat that got stuck because, let's face it, like, that's what they do. Yeah. And a prime example is in Christchurch in Dublin. Remember, we saw the mummified cat trying to catch a rat. They had run up into the, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. an organ pipe or something. Yeah, that's And they were found true. years later. That's true. So it just happened to be prime conditions for... Mm -hmm. like I get what is it? it's like dry air that helps and I, things. yeah or like it has to be fucking cold as hell is it I, I feel like it has to be but what do I know I don't mummify things maybe we should start either way I wouldn't fancy finding this thing in my house like it does look terrifying and it's on display now mm -hmm. in like whichever room I think it's actually on display in uh, the same room where the grave is and it does it looks pretty scary like you can see every detail like it still has its whiskers that's really cute though no kind of <laughs> not like, it looks like a little zombie cat like okay this is where you disagree i get it <laughs> another interesting room in the house is known as either the bishop's room or the priest's room and john would always knock three times on the door with a crook or like a like a big cane mm -hmm. and shout is anybody there he would repeat this two or three times and entered the room making the sign of the cross the entire time. Apparently this was the only way to stop all the banging and shaking that went on in the room. And this was just like a little kind of ritual that he worked out himself. He's like, oh, I guess this works. Yeah, okay. Like, I guess, like, tried and tested. Yeah. And this room got its name, the Bishop's Room. Because back in the day when uh, bishops were like, you know, touring around or doing whatever rock star bishops used to do. Tours. Yeah. Well, they, that's what they call them, right? Tours. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I think yeah. like, is it like inspecting 
No, nah, they're like just they doing tours. Set. They're just doing legs of tours. It's like, I love this guy's mask, man. Wait until you see this. Yeah, he's in the... <laughs> Where he brings the church down. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Or do, are they, like, area managers? Oh, yeah. And they just have to... Right. In my head, that's what I was picturing. No, like. the Pope is the one that does tours, I think. Yeah, I feel like he's a bit more... And so everyone else is, like, a manager. Yeah. A uh, regional manager. Regional manager, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So this is the regional manager slash bishop's room. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that, it's where they would stay while they were visiting the church in the local area. Because remember, this, that's why this building was even built in the first place, was to house vicars and stuff like that. This room in particular is said to be the most haunted. And I actually read on one very surprising headline was the most haunted room in England. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a big-ass claim, though. Very bold claim. Very specific bold claim. Mm -hmm. But during the Ram's time as a functioning inn, a lot of guests would straight up refuse to stay in there. I guess they would just walk in and be like, nope. While others checked in obliviously and ended up running out screaming in the middle of the night. That sucks. With reports of furniture being thrown around the room. That sucks for them. Yeah. And there's also been reports of people legit jumping out the windows. Now, it's a very old house. So these... Even like the upper floor windows are pretty low, uh-huh. but it's still pretty extreme. Yeah. To jump out a fucking window. Yeah. It's uncouth. <laughs> get, get a hold of yourself, man. <laughs> Monk-like apparitions have been witnessed here, and some poor unfortunate plumber, possibly two plumbers, apparently came face to face with the ghost of a Roman soldier on horseback. Oh, that's metal. Yeah. Maybe it was Mario and Luigi. <laughs> 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 they're the only plumbers i know honestly <laughs> it's the hardest thing to get a That's plumber true. that was a terrible joke <laughs> it's a me can you imagine do you know any plumbers I, like i really need a plumber for my house like i know one or two yeah you show up at mario and luigi in costume yep anyway a man has been seen appearing by the dressing table before walking across the room and i guess just disappearing Reports of a young woman hanging from the ceiling beams and the disembodied screams of a man who was said to have been killed by having his head shoved into the fireplace. Whoa. What is interesting about that particular set of stories is that the man who walks across the room is said to be dressed as a cavalier. And that's like, you know, in the stories that I was reading, it's like, and a cavalier has been seen. So obviously I didn't know what a cavalier was. I had to google it and it's somebody who supported king charles the first in the english civil war i guess it was depending on the colors or the type of dress that they would wear okay but that story seems to have been mixed up along the way because other sources said that the ghost of a cavalier king charles dog has been seen in the same corner and is said to be quite friendly oh okay (laughs) so it's a real like good example of how a story can like change or just morph from over time and just being passed on from this person to that person like my granny always gets stories wrong when she's telling us like oh my neighbor told me <laughs> such and such happened and such and such so it's not unheard of or it's not hard to believe that somebody seeing a king charles cavalier would turn into a cavalier king charles dog don't you speak about granny that way she gets all her stories right she does not <laughs> she's a gossip and she always has been and she knows it that's where I get her from. <laughs> I just do it to a microphone. She does it to a telephone. Anyway, 
Um, and there's another good example of that within that bunch of random encounters, but I'll get to that as well. John claimed also in this room that tame dogs have suddenly attacked their owners in the room, just turned on a dime and just... That, that is weird. Yeah, and just gone vicious. And that two investigators who spent the night here later had to visit a vicar in order to be exercised because they were so traumatized by their experiences here. And so full of dinner. You get it? Uh, exercise. Oh. That was terrible. <laughs> okay, all new listeners, we're not using this bag. All right. It's just, we're having a day. But one thing about Protestant vicars, as opposed <laughs> to the Catholic priests, they do give their exorcisms like less credence. So okay. I think that could just mean like a blessing rather yeah. than like not all the, you know, blood and guts and screaming and all. There's more reports of incubus and succubus activity in this room. And a medium was supposedly thrown down the corridor on attempting just to open the door of the bishop's room. Now, John had discovered in the chimney space a round block of wood with a wedge cut out. And inside of it was a small iron horseshoe both of which had been sealed inside the brickwork for over 200 years. John believed wholeheartedly that this was just something to do with devil worship, saying that the small horseshoe was probably crafted to fit a goat's cloven hoof. I think, again, you know, you can't blame everything on devil worshiping, but I think, like, the small, the the size of the the horseshoe was probably just to help fit it into the wall. Mm -hmm. And I do think that things like that used to be put like actually built into a house while construction was going on back in the day and i tried to find examples of that because i'm so sure that i've heard stories of that like people would pull out like what does look like really weird strange examples or like things to be in a wall but it could be like sugar for this specific reason like for good health or like you know what i mean yeah. things like that so okay that's what that's where i would think why it would be buried in there but like to each his own and finally there's also been reports of beds levitating while people tried to sleep in them and the sound of something heavy being dragged along the floor in the attic which is directly above the bishop's room and is just open it is a loft style attic in the room ew yeah <laughs> gross like that's actually terrifying ew <laughs> So this attic is known as the Weaver's Attic. I guess that's where the Weaver used to be. And it's said to be haunted by the ghost of an innkeeper's daughter who was murdered, possibly hanged from the beams in the attic sometime in the 1500s. And she is known as Elizabeth. Which takes us back to the Blue Lady who is mm. also known as Elizabeth. So again, it's a good example of these stories. Yeah. Like mismatching and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also like... Who's to say that it's not the same Elizabeth just hanging out in two separate parts of the house? Like, it's not a mansion. You it's not know? unlikely. Yeah. yeah. So that's mostly, like, things that people have experienced there. That's the general complaints, I suppose, of what goes on in the place. And for right now, like, I did find a list of, I guess, somebody went through the old guest book mm -hmm. and found, like, this happened and this happened and this happened. And it was interesting to look at it. Nothing, like too like evil or anything lots of people that have suffered that sleep paralysis being held down in the bed supposedly by the succubus and incubus still awful yeah absolutely terrifying yeah especially if you're in somewhere where you don't know mm -hmm. um 
and John's daughter said that on a more like real level, like because that's one of the reasons why I love doing the family poltergeist cases and stuff because it's the things that you don't think about like how does a kid still function at school when they're suffering like lack of sleep because there's yeah. a ghost terrorizing or whatever fair point, it is fair point so getting back to that more like real issues of dealing with this kind of stuff on a day-to-day john's daughter said that when her dad was coming towards the end of his life because he did live a long life i think he was uh 87 at this point they, they were trying to get like home help nurses and carers and stuff like that mm-hmm. every time they would hire someone new they would literally be scared out of the place by the activity that was going on that sucks and this is 50 years of living in the home yeah you know this was not just six weeks of unexplained poltergeist activity it was consistent i guess every day and this man just must have just lived in harmony with it or had to it came to some sort of peace or There's maybe no choice. yeah yeah it, or, this is all a choice i mean yeah he could have just left correct and there was also a ghost cat yeah yeah which i mean goes maybe back that's to this what made it easier cat. yeah you know he was like ah oh, it's just the cat <laughs> yeah causing all this but that was a very common uh theme in some of the stories that are some of the i guess like reviews of people mm-hmm. staying there they were like, yeah, we heard like some random meowing up in the thing. One person said it was like mewling, which I hate that word. It would explain things getting knocked over. Yeah. And the fact that like they have literally found a mummified cat now. But this was before that cat was actually found. Uh huh. And yeah, so that's the story of the ancient Ram Inn. Sick. Yeah. Love it. Um, and It's like, still in, in use. It's not closed. So it's in use for if you want to go and like do paranormal stuff yeah right at the moment it opens at 9 30 in the morning to one. Oh yeah it, it's only open two days tuesday 9 30 to 1 and thursday 9 30 to 4 30 p.m oh well that's interesting because when i was actually looking at it are you looking at like just the google thing of it like yeah is there yelp reviews uh they are and they're all positive oh okay yeah yeah, but as far as actually being a functioning in holy banana, oh, <laughs> I wanted to say holy banana and then holy cannoli at the same time. Had a lovely chat with John via the Ouija board. Ah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So they actually do have a Ouija board like set up permanently in the place, and like they have that the house is just set up for ghost hunting, more or less, and depending on which YouTube like, ghost hunting teams that you watch. Uh, I watched a brief one earlier with exploring with Josh. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I really just wanted to try and get the layout of the house. It didn't help me. But you can see the setup where you like you walk into one room and they have like a seance section. Yeah. You walk into the next and they have the Ouija board section. Cool. Yeah. Here's one. Uh, Angus Smethers left it three, four stars out of five. Said They said this is a haunted pub and it did not disappoint. Lots of paranormal activity. The only spooky thing was a food, which was a bit average. Oh, so they are still serving food. Yeah. When was that left? Um. Oh, well, this. Oh, three months ago. Wow. So they must be reopened again. Maybe I guess COVID and John's death took its toll. Because anyway, I guess you can go there and have lunch. 
Go yeah. there, have lunch, let me know how it is. Yeah. It's in Gloucestershire. And if it's crap, add a little salt, okay? It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's English food. Yeah. No offense, guys. They but probably don't use salt. Yeah, you, you have to do your own... Seasoning. Bring your own hot sauce. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Go check out Dulce's <laughs> <laughs> Twitch, YouTube. Check out our video on YouTube. And that's one thing, actually, I, I would like to know. Uh, just out of curiosity, if you do watch any YouTube ghost hunters, like we've started watching more uh, twin, paranormal. twin paranormal, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, let us know which ones you like. Like which which ones you watch. Thank you. And yeah, don't forget to check out our YouTube. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at week weeklycreep at gmail dot com. And That's yeah, our Instagram is the only uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's social that. media that we really use right now. Um, it's the one that we check consistently. So yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Happy Monday. Have a great week. Bye.